from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Quick note, and then I'll take a call. Also, Gator Dave in about 15 minutes. Griff, hour three. Back to what I was just talking about before the break. We'll be at the Omni next March 10th. That is in conjunction with the SEC basketball tournament, which is here. And the SEC football media days in July is also here in the 615. Now, back to the SEC basketball tournament. We'll either be in kitchen notes, maybe out there in front of Bongo Java, like we have set up in the past for the tournament, which is out past the lobby to the left. And uh, remember Bar Lines, where we do the show on commitments, just down the hallway from Bar Lines. It's very, very convenient. I got a message from Music City, Todd, the other day. Remember Joe from Erie, Pennsylvania. Good dude. He calls the show mm, once every couple of months probably. Big Michigan fan, lives in Erie, PA. And he came down, remember a year ago, February, almost a year ago, when we did the commitments get-together because we lost our rooms in December. So we moved it to February of 21. Joe came down, and he came down with, among other items, his homemade moonshine. (laughs) Yes. And he brought it to commitments, remember? And he had people taking shots and stuff. Now, it was it was not the really hard stuff, okay? Anyways, I get a message from Music City Todd just the other day. He said, Bill, I just got this package from Joe up in Pennsylvania. It's got some chips in it. Remember those chips? Wolverine Dan loves those chips. And it also has moonshine in it. That he shipped down, and uh, Todd said, hey, you want me to save this, hold it for you? So Todd's got the moonshine in his desk <laughs> at the Omni right now. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Uh, I guess I'll get it March 10th. I won't be there till then. Should I bring a box? I think it was three jars. About the size of a... You know, jars that you would store fruit in or I don't know. That size jar. If I can, I'll tell you what I'll do. I've got the picture. Todd sent me the picture. I'm going to grab that picture and then post it (laughs) here during a break or something. Aliquippa Bob down in the Sunshine State. Welcome in, sir. Hey, Bill. Good morning. You know, old Joe, you know, he. 
even though he went to Michigan, Bill, he parties like he went to Penn State. <laughs> he, is, he is a good guy. Did you take a sip off of any of that that he brought down that night? You, you know, I missed it that night, but I've heard all about it, so I was looking forward to getting some next time we do uh, commitments. Oh. I hear it was really good. Oh, that's right. You weren't there that time. That's right. I forgot. Yep. I missed that one. I missed that one, Bill. But, hey, a couple of things. You know, you're talking about these rule changes, and – I, I got a call on the great Jeff, too, for help here because he's great with statistics, and I tried to look this up. You, you know, Bill, I think the thing that really delays the games is, is this review, the, the challenges and the reviews and all that. Yeah, right. You know, you know, Bill, they'll go and they'll review a very, very, very close play at the goal line. You'll, you'll sit there for five, eight, ten minutes. And, and how many reviews are there per game? I mean, if they want to do something to speed the game up – why don't they just go to the NFL style? Each coach gets two challenges per game because those guys are going to know which plays are critical. And, you know, these guys are standing around and I, I just, to me, and, and if you want to, you know, if you, if you want to limit injuries, why, why don't you go and say, okay, the defense can substitute after each play, even during the hurry up. And you've got to give them time to get their substitutions on the field because I think most people tell you most of the injuries occur when someone's really tired. So, I mean, let's expand the roster, get more scholarships, and let's cut this instant replay down. Uh, I mean, to me, Bill, if a play is that close that I have to look at the replay for five, four, five, eight minutes, does it, I mean, really, Bill, you know, we're really splitting hairs now in a game. Johnny Crawford has said on this show, and I think I'm going to try and get him back in here Thursday, this Thursday, SEC official, that they even complain to themselves that replay takes too long. He's admitted that. Well, I saw online that it, it takes three hours and 24 minutes for, for the average college football game from start to finish. So if, if you cut out some of that time, Bill, then I, I think that would help. You know, what I'd like to know is how many reviews are there per game and and how many – how long does it take per review? You, you know what I mean, Bill? And I, I think that if you do that, what, why are you messing with the game? You're going to start, you know, you know, running the clock after incomplete passes and that. And maybe I'm wrong about this, but I'll, I'll bet you if you look it up, I'll bet you college football ratings are up across the board. How about this, Bob? How about this? Put a time limit on reviews. I don't know, two minutes. Just That's just a random number. A minute. I don't care. Whatever it is. And if they don't get it judged in that amount of time, literally, the play on the field stands. The original call stands. How about that? Bill, you, yeah, Bill. And, and you know what? You don't even need two minutes because those coaches up in the booth, they're, they're watching us telecast. They right. have to be watching those telecasts, Bill, and they know whether that play is close enough to challenge it or not. And I think that just put it in the experts' hands. Get it, get it in the coaches' hands, the, the people that are playing the game and running the game. Because I, I've got to believe, on average, you have, what, four or five challenges per game? And if it's, only, if, it's, if it's three or four minutes, there's your 15, 20 minutes right there, right? Instead of messing with the integrity of the game that, that's increased in popularity, and, and I do think, Bill, they got to do something with this rule where you can't get defensive players on the field. I, I think that's bad for these kids. I think it's dangerous for these kids. 
and and I think you also got to expand the roster because you know, Bill, how these players are now three three thirty. 340. I mean, they're getting bigger and stronger and faster. I mean, this isn't, you know, these guys are, are big and they are brutes. And, and it is a brutal, brutal physical game, like Buck said. So isn't it time that we expand the roster so we can start platooning a little more? You know what the comeback on that is? You got to comply with Title IX. You can't just be adding scholarships and Everybody's going to be upset. It's a federal law, and it's an ecosystem there, Bob. Yeah, I hear you, Bill. I hear you, but I, I mean, you know, look, it, it's like I always argue, Bill, about the uh, Big Ten teams, you know, like Penn State. Penn State's athletic football runs the whole athletic program up there. They don't get a dime from the university or the state. So it, it's like, you know, that's the cash cow. Do you really need all these? all these additional programs, these non-revenue sports. I mean, what, what's Penn State have? Like 30 other non-revenue sports, I think. And and it's just craziness. So, yeah, I hear you, Bill, about the federal title mine. But, man, if you, you put 15 more scholarships in, eh, you know, you got to find them somewhere, I guess. But, yeah, that's a good point. But I, I still think they need to expand the roster for the sake of these players. All right, man. Appreciate it, bud. Okay, sir. Thank you. Sam Dog down in Georgia. Bill is Music City Todd's desk locked. I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> now that I've made it public. See, the good thing about Todd, though, is he's, he's a boss man, so he can't get in trouble. L Dog, Bill, can you ask Gator Dave if there is any truth to – what Chip Brown on the horns, that's Texas, 24-7 site, says that one of OU's permanent opponents would include Florida. Hmm. He says indications are that sometime in the next few months, Southeastern Conference is going to announce that they're moving to a nine-game conference schedule, which I think we all acknowledge is happening, to coincide with when Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC in 24. If that happens, I can confirm the leaks that Oklahoma, A&M, and Arkansas as Texas's Three permanent annual opponents in the SEC are indeed accurate. Says Oklahoma's three permanent annual opponents would be Texas, Florida, and Missouri. A&M's three annual opponents, permanent, permanent, would be Texas, LSU, and Mississippi State. Well, Texas and Oklahoma will continue to play in October in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, during the State Fair of Texas, it is unclear if Texas and A&M will go back to playing on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend, etc. Of Texas and A&M's 118 games played, a series led by Texas, 76-37-5, and 61 fell on Thursday of Thanksgiving. Sources say A&M has indicated it would prefer to continue its SEC tradition since 13 of playing LSU on Thanksgiving Day or Thanksgiving weekend. A&M is 3-7 against the Tigers in those games since 13. 
So he's saying again that Oklahoma, A&M, and Arkansas would be Texas three permanent. Oklahoma's three would be Texas, Florida, and Missouri. A&M's three would be Texas, LSU, and Mississippi State. Now let me say this. Chip Brown stands out in a couple of ways. Number one, in the scare of 2010, he was one of the leaders with info out there. I mean, he was right at the top. Give him credit. Not so much these other rounds of expansion, but that one, he was right there in the forefront of all of that. The Texas and OU are going west and all that. The summer of 2010, the scare of 2010. We had a couple of scares. We had the flood of the century that happened in the spring here, literally. And then we had that, which... That wasn't the flood of the century, but that was scary for some teams. Y'all ask. Data Dave's coming up. Appreciate Eldon advancing that info there. I had not seen that. I had not seen that before. Now, again, that doesn't make it the law of the land, but Chip's pretty good. It's something to consider. We're coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Welcome to Smashville, home of your Nashville Predators. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Tuesday, February 21st for College Night with the University of Alabama as your Nashville Predators take on the Vancouver Canucks. Purchase your College Night tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash College Nights. That's NashvillePredators.com slash College Nights for a Preds and Alabama co-branded hats. And don't miss February 28th as your Nashville Predators take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Secure tickets at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. Let's go Preds! Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com, you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. 
When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. You know, it's never too late to start feeling some March Madness. Be sure not to miss out on all the action. The High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity Bank as they return to Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st through the 4th as the first week of entries into the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are on sale through each OVC school ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. Call 615-844-5600. Get in on the Bill King Show. Dave, I'm just going to bring it up. L-Dog in Peachtree City in Atlanta. Said, ask Dave if he's seen this Chip Brown with the 24-7 Texas site. Says that his sources suggest that Oklahoma's three permanent opponents, when they announced the nine-game schedule and the three permanent opponents, would be teams that include Florida, Texas, and Missouri. Now, not that you cover the Texas beat or the Missouri beat, but have you heard anything similar about Florida? Uh, Bill, Oklahoma's name. Uh, you, you got me, Bill? Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Oh, good. Um, yeah, Oklahoma's name, Bill, it, it has come through some rumblings. And I know uh, Ross Dellinger for Sports Illustrated, he kind of threw out a proposal, too, that had Florida and Oklahoma. And I don't think that was by accident as much as we've, heard Florida and Oklahoma maybe paired together a little bit uh, in this new look SEC. So, yeah, Bill, it, it seems to be uh, you know trending that way. Now, it wasn't because somebody guessed early on and it picked up some legs, uh, but it does just, it, it does seem that we're hearing that more and more. Now, from the Florida side, I haven't heard anything as far as detailed as, you know, as Chip Brown's hearing on the, on the Texas side or maybe even the Big 12 or, well, I mean, not 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 Big Twelve anymore. The you know, Texas and Oklahoma side of things, um, compared to what we're here on the on the Florida side. But the the Florida Oklahoma pairing does seem to be picking up some legs. And Bill, I mean, kind of going back to our conversation last week, I don't see Florida and Georgia going away. So if that's the case, we would know two of Florida's uh, opponents in this new look SEC, uh, it being Georgia and Oklahoma. And then I can imagine, Bill. I, I don't think they would throw Florida and Tennessee together, you know, to give Florida three permanent opponents of Georgia, Oklahoma, and Tennessee. I could probably see him giving Florida 
South Carolina or Kentucky, maybe to balance the schedule a little bit. Um, you know, as far as, you know, there, there are some when, – when the SEC gets together, Bill, and I think you know this too, you know, there, there are kind of the, the tiers of the school and then the ones that bring in uh, a, a boatload of money like your Floridas, your Georgias, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Texas A&M. And then there's, you know, kind of an, an, another tier below those, those, those uh, programs. Uh, so I, I don't think, you know, they, they would give Florida three top-tier uh, opponents as in Tennessee, Georgia, uh, in Oklahoma. So I could see them, you know, maybe given your know, Florida, Kentucky, South Carolina as that third permanent opponent. Just a little levity here. Rod, a Buckeye in Texas, is looking forward to when they make the announcement that Bama's three per- permanent opponents would be Vandy, Kentucky, and Missouri. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Billy, looking put- at it from, from Bama's perspective, I mean, really, there's got to be, they have to have Auburn and Tennessee, right? Correct. Have to. I mean, right. So looking at it from Tennessee's perspective, would you give them Alabama and Florida every year? Uh, you know, so there, there's there's some you know some checks and balances that have to go on. I think and when you when you start looking at this, uh, and of course you you play six more opponents as well. Uh, Bill said so that's the thing. You know, if if the rivalries we love so much, look, some of them are going to go away. Uh, as far as every year games. Uh, but if you have those three permanent opponents and then you rotate the six opponents every other year, at least you'll get those games every other year. Um, you know, you, you'll maybe miss Florida LSU every year. You may miss Georgia Tennessee every year. Uh, but, you know, I, I think the way they can break it out is at least you would get those games every other year. I think with Tennessee, you just mentioned it, you have to keep Alabama. Alabama's got to keep Auburn, too. But Tennessee and Vandy, I think, stick. And there's the next yep. step is in Tennessee-Kentucky. It, it'd probably be Tennessee-Kentucky or Tennessee-South Carolina. And if you're Tennessee, uh, and I know South Carolina just beat them, but you, you'll take that. Right, yeah, Bill. I mean, if we're going by you know, recent history or, you know, since the SEC goes to 90, you know, when they expanded with Arkansas and South Carolina, I think you know, th- those are about the tiers that you're going with when you're looking at who's this top tier, maybe who's this middle tier, or if it's just two tiers, you know, you got half of your schools up here and, you know, half your schools down here as far as, you know, program stability, uh, the money they, they garner and bring in, uh, history on the football field. I mean, I, I think all that will be kind of, kind of looked at as far as tiers go. Uh, because, I mean, look, SEC wants as many teams bowl eligible as they can get too. So, you know, they're going to want Vanderbilt and Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Missouri and, you know, quote-unquote lower-tier schools to be playing each other to, to get more wins on the schedule so those teams can get bowl eligible. But, I mean, we're, look, we're talking about bowl eligible, but, Bill, I mean, I think – you know, college football, the landscape's changing, too. So will bowl eligibility change uh, with all this new conference realignment? You know, do you have to have a certain amount of wins? Does a certain amount of win number change? I um, mean, there, there's a there's a, uh, a lot going on in, in the world of college football. Uh, the way we think about things right now may have to be rethought once the, once the dust settles. Perry Mason from Lake Placid, Florida. Can you ask Gator Dave – about upgrades to the swamp. He said he heard Scott Strickland on a radio show, Steve Russell's show, talking about upgrades, $200 million. Uh, yeah, Bill, I know the, the, the video boards they want to update. Uh, they're really they're pretty old there at Florida in the, in the, in the sound system uh, as well. But the big thing is, Bill, is how much does this affect the attendance? You know, most stadiums right now aren't getting bigger. Uh, they're getting reconfigured to go smaller, better fan experience. 
uh, and, and the like. And you know, I'd hate to see you know the, the swamp go, uh, you know, from about ninety thousand, and you take you know take seats out there. Uh, you know, the big games, of course, you know, it's not a sellout each and every week. You know, I'm not trying to sell that, but you know, the the big games still sell out and you know, are at capacity there. Uh, so, and of course, you know, success on the field means a whole lot too. But uh, we know the world changing and and how fans view college football. So. Um, if it was me, Bill, I, I think you do the upgrades, the, te the technology upgrades as much as you can uh, without affecting attendance too much. But uh, I do think, you know, from what we're hearing, that attendance uh, and the, 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 the construction of the stadium will probably take some seats out. Hopefully it's not a whole lot. Um, I think initially I heard um, this was about probably a year and a half ago, Bill, two years ago, uh, that the, the, the upgrades were going to take out a whole bunch of seats. Uh, but I think that's been dialed back a little bit. Uh, you know, the, it's an old stadium build. They have to do a lot of research and uh, everything as far as re you know, some reconstruction of part of the stadium goes. Uh, but um, latest I've heard, Bill, they're going to try and not take as many seats out, I think, is what I was originally hearing about two, about two years ago. Gator Dave, where those skaters break down is the podcast. Rule changes for the future they're talking about, they're discussing. One would be after first downs, unless it's the last two minutes of each half, running the clock. Incomplete passes, running the clock after spotting the ball. No back-to-back -back timeouts like icing the kicker. Things of that nature, Dave. Are those good and healthy and necessary? I think some of them, are, some of them are built the back-to-back -back timeouts. Yeah, I think you can get rid of that. Um, there's no need for that. Um, I, I saw the conversation yesterday, and it does seem like it, Bill, that this would maybe hurt teams that want to, you know, try and, and maybe play ground control, you know, run control, and and, and, and now you'll be able to pass the ball uh, as well to keep the clock going. Uh, but you know, at the same time, you know, you're still taking a risk of you know some incompletions and stuff. But the how much does it change the game of philosophies of teams? Uh, you know, if you can start passing the ball now uh, and, and and eat time off the clock, you know, does that do, – do, do teams forego running the ball uh, as much as we see? You know, teams like to take control of the games late uh, or, you know, and in, in the second half of games. And now, uh, will there be a benefit uh, of running the ball if the same thing happens now when you start passing the ball? So, uh, I think, you know, what, what will it change as far as how the game looks – how coaches approach the game uh, now, you know, do, do we see a big, I mean, we've already saw a big shift in, in, in football with passing offenses and no huddle offenses and speed and tempo offenses. Uh, and that's why a lot of these rules are coming into play. Uh, but my, my thing is now, you know, there's not much of a penalty um, for, 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 for these rule changes. And I still, still think you can start passing the ball. Uh, of course, now too, you know, if the ball's just going to, if the clock's going to keep running anyway. Uh, so I, I, I look at it, Bill, from a, on a football field perspective. Uh, how much will it actually uh, change the game, and will it actually um, enhance, or will it actually promote uh, more passing of the football? Talking about replay and the time it takes, and we were discussing this last hour. How about a rule where you only get two minutes or one minute? I don't care. And if they cannot properly judge what they're looking at, play on the field stance. I, you know, that, that's, I love that. Uh, and also, 
I, yeah, that, 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 that speaks a lot of sense. If you got to look at it that much, that means it's pro- probably pretty in question. So go ahead and go with the rule and fill. But Bill, I just, I had a, I had an hour or two over the weekend and I did, uh, I'll admit I checked out the XFL just a little bit. Uh, but I watched Bill them do two replays within about 10 minutes of each other. And they both took about 30 seconds and you could hear them talking about it. You could hear them discussing it. It was the referee and it was the people in the booth discussing it. And it was very clear. It was very transparent. And they came up with the decision in about 20 to 30 seconds. Um, and it did not take that long. Uh, so I, I, I think there were some good things the XFL showed as far as, you know, I think the kickoff was pretty cool. Uh, the kicker by themselves and everybody else down the field. Uh, and once the player catches it, then the, the collisions happen, but they're not getting a running start and, you know, run on, run on and, 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 head-on-head collisions. I like that aspect of it. But the best aspect I liked about it, Bill, was watching the re- instant replay. It taking about 20 or 30 seconds. Uh, it's very transparent. You heard the conversations going on, what exactly what they're looking at, and they come up with a decision pretty quick. And it looked like the right decisions to me as well. Gator Dave with the Skaters Breakdown. Anything on the field of play to talk about? I know we're not playing games in football, but anything, any news there? Uh, not much, Bill. Like I, I had a opportunity to speak to some true freshmen last week um, uh, through the Gator Collective. We were interviewing uh, Trayon Webb, Andy Jean, uh, and Kelby Collins there for the Gators, and you know, pretty impressive uh, there for for true freshman Bill. You know, through the old ways of doing things <laughs> in the media, the true freshmen don't get a lot of time uh, in the microphone uh, for in front of the microphone. But uh, now with NIL and and opportunities that open up through that, we get. To, Talked to some true freshmen, and you know, very impressed with with, with the, you know the kind of type of personality Billy Napier's brought uh, with with these true freshmen there. And uh, Andy Jean kind of making some headlines last week, Bill. Uh, you know, talking about Graham Mertz and how much he likes Graham Mertz so far, uh, and throwing the ball with him. And then, of course, you know, the, the comparison of transferring away and then coming to a new school. He brought up Joe Burrow, and I don't think he meant as in. You know, Joe Burrow is going to have that type of success, but say, hey, Joe Burrow went somewhere and then had success. I don't think he was saying Graham Mertz is going to have the type of numbers and production a Joe Burrow would have, but maybe a new look uh, providing some uh, some success at, at a new place. So uh, it kind of made some headlines last week with a true freshman coming out and saying, and saying that about uh, his transfer quarterback, Bill. But, yeah, I mean, we're about a couple of weeks away. Uh, from the Gators starting spring practice, we get to see some of these freshmen uh, on the field there. But uh, Andy Jean, uh, the wide receiver bit there, Bill, I, I expect him to, to get on the field uh, pretty early. Probably one of the best route runners uh, coming out of the class of 2023 altogether. And I do I, I do think with his kind of demeanor, his personality, uh, and talking with him that you know, he's going to try and make a, his way out there on the field. Because the wide receiver, Bill, besides Ricky Pearsall and Xavier Henderson, it's still pretty wide open there. Uh, for the Gators, and I do think you know they, they'll, they'll be looking to some young guys uh, to help in that production uh, for the wide receiver unit. Kirkland in Macon, Georgia, asked Dave, since Florida went to a bowl game, is Billy Napier expected to get double-digit wins to stop the hot seat talk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill, I, said, oh, I think it was an ESPN article last week talking about hot seat. And they did admit, you know, he's not on the hot seat for 2023 uh, this coming up year, but if it doesn't go – uh, this year, you know, a year from now, we'll be talking about Billy Napier being on the hot seat. Um, but that's so hard to, you know, project. Uh, but we know the Gator uh, fan base not patient 
uh, at all, Bill. And it won't, it won't look good uh, if you have – I mean, just two six and seven seasons in a row for Florida. Dan Mullins last season, Billy Napier's first season. Uh, there will be looking – fan base will be looking for a lot of progress in areas. And, of course, you know, that goes along with wins uh, Billy Napier's second year. So, you know, we'll kind of see what that holds. Uh, but going into his third year, Bill, I mean, if we look forward a year from now, uh, is it still Graham Mertz at quarterback if it doesn't – if he plays okay enough but, you know, not to go to the NFL or anything, are we still looking at him being quarterback? Or are we talking a year from now, DJ Lagway coming in as a true freshman uh, and leading the Gators as a true freshman at the quarterback position going into his first spring ball uh, a year from now? So I, I think we got to let this season play out and then kind of maybe see what happens at the quarterback position and maybe see how much leeway uh, he'll have as far as – you know, maybe maybe the quarterback position, and maybe seeing what can happen with you know, the big five-star quarterback coming in, uh, DJ Lagway, who really impressed at a big camp setting this past weekend. Bill uh, there for, uh, for 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 the Gators quarterback. So uh, yeah, we'll have to see how this season plays out, Bill. But I think a lot of people are going to want to see uh, what Billy Napier can do uh, with his quarterback. Uh, and but but the biggest thing we got to see this defense improve. Uh, and no matter what happens uh, for for Florida, it's been. Uh, that side of the ball has been such a, a disappointment for Florida the last few years and not much improvement last year. You got to start seeing that payoff. You got some good staff members on that side. You've recruited pretty good on that side of the ball, uh, but you've got to see improvement uh, no matter what in Billy Napier's second year, at least on that side of the ball. Tell everybody how they get your podcast. Yeah, Bill, everybody can get Gators Breakdown at news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. YouTube, and all the podcast platforms out there as well. All right, man. See you next week. See you, Bill. Gator Dave always fantastic. Griff, next time. Just hold back for Griff. People even comment on Griff's tone. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. He gets critiqued. Inward, outward, any which way you can get critiqued. Griff, I didn't care either. Good thing about Green. Omni Nashville Hotel. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it. That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. I'm here at the Big Game headquarters. Total Wine and More scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa. 
New game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. <sighs> Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your big game headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly. B21. Milk. Eggs. 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Jacob the Electrician is on the air saluting the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts shall never go unnoticed. This proud salute is brought to you by Jacob the Electrician, providing quality service and pride. Give Jacob the Electrician a call today at 615-582-3452. That's 615-582-3542. Jacob the Electrician, on the air saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. It's a Bill King show. Pac-12 football is a joke. It's a laughing stock. It has been left behind by Father Time a long time ago. It has not been prominent in a decade at least. And do you want to know why? God-forsaken leadership. That's why. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Often imitated, never duplicated. Wordsmithing like a mofo on college football, it's Bill King. what's available okay today in baseball and again you get a lot of these games on ESPN plus Evansville versus Kentucky heck does that is that right that's a noon game wow make sure I've got that right yeah ETSU, Virginia Tech, Southern and LSU today, Tennessee Tech and Alabama, Wake Forest, UNC Greensboro, Charlotte and Clemson, West by God against Maryland, Arkansas State Ole Miss, ULM against Mississippi State, Cal Baptist, Oklahoma State, 
Central Arkansas comes to the Vandy Boys. You'll hear that game on WNSR today. Yeah, you cannot stream those games. If you want to stream, th- these schools, if you're with Learfield and Patton, if you're, if you're near a mic, I think everybody with Learfield, there's a rule that you can carry it on your affiliates, but you cannot stream it. The school gets to stream it, though. I think that's across the board, right? Yeah, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, not, not just Vanderbilt. I'm pretty sure that's across the board. Right. And Learfield is huge. But but all you have to do, I mean, those those apps are free, and that's what I did. I just downloaded the Vandy app and streamed the game. You can do the same if you're an Ole Miss fan, Tennessee fan, Georgia fan, Alabama, doesn't matter. A&M against Lamar. Florida and South Florida. Trying to see where where where's Tony? I don't see Tony Vols on this thing. You cannot bet Tony Vols today. You could over the weekend. You can't bet them. Let me let me go back through here though, and uh, find one or two. Where's the? Uh, there's the Central Arkansas and Vandy boys. So it's Vanderbilt minus six hundred. They're favored. Right now it's the money line and. Johnny Vegas was talking about this. On some of these, the premiums are crazy. I mean, you have to bet a lot of money to win a little bit, depending on how – well, I mean, you don't have to, but, I mean, if you're going to get some money down on it. But, yeah, Central Arkansas coming over here to play the Vandy Boys. Now, baseball, and we're only three games in, some teams two games in, what have you, way too early to get um, hyper, right, about any of it. Get in league play. That's when you start figuring things out a little bit better. Sometimes that's not even the truth because you get hot at the end. I mean, Ole Miss wasn't even a factor in the SEC baseball tournament last year and dominated the NCAA tournament. Dominated. I mean, you want to talk about Nebraska, and this isn't a good example, 95, the Nebraska football team. Not comparing because Ole Miss's regular season wasn't anything like Nebraska's. But in the postseason, I mean, they didn't get flirted with much. Got They lost to Arkansas. I think one of their opening games was close late. But for the most part, they just cruised through the thing, man. Cruised right through it. But, yeah, a lot of, lot of interesting I love those midweek games. Sometimes they're not very competitive. But the good thing about that is you get some different pitchers in there. You can really get your young pitchers who need innings, who need repetition. There's a lot of things you can do with those games. You can also cancel them late if you think it's going to threaten you or you're running low on arms or you're worried about what if there's an upset. Does that eliminate us from the postseason? Remember, that's starting to happen. It ticks people off. But the people who do it have a reason for doing it. Yeah, always get criticism for that. Perry Mason, Bill, Florida versus South Florida, play in Tampa tonight and tomorrow night, two-game series. Allen in Tampa will not be at that game. No. First of all, he's a Seminole. Number two, he's working in Miami right now. 
But yeah, I'm gonna have. I can't wait. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have those games on all over the place. Cannot wait to tune into that. Griff will be with us in about 35 minutes. About 20 minutes into hour number three. Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation. That is each and every Tuesday. Tomorrow, Brett Ciancia, Blake Rafino. LSU unleashed Paul Skeens in game one on Friday. And, again, it was an opponent not really prepared or ready or capable of fighting back much against LSU. But Skeens looked fantastic. He looks like a top ten pick. Everybody in America tried to get him. When he transferred, he was where? Air Force? Everybody tried to get in on that. Tony Balls got the first visit out of him. You know when Skeens visited Tennessee? The weekend that Notre Dame eliminated them. Now that didn't have anything to do. Skeens wanted to be assured that he'd be a starting pitcher one of the three nights, and they couldn't promise him that. With Dolander, Burns, and B. And they wanted him to catch, too. Skeen said, no, 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 no. I'm a pitcher. I think he made a good decision. He's fine. I'm the Nashville Hotel. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. 
And now, Habit Inspected Property Solutions is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. This message is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Habit Inspected Property Solutions. For residential home inspections, radon and air quality testing, or mold and thermal imaging, give the pros a call today at 615-527-8113. That's 615-527-8113. Habit Inspected Property Solutions. Proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. I got a lot of takes about what the games we saw. Are they hot takes? You don't have to put an adjective in front of them to be cooler like Jared Hot Take. You know what? (laughs) Why didn't you fire Greg Ackerman? You know, when you ask questions like that, it's a look at me. I'm the one asking the question. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Music City Todd approved. The Bill King Show. Talking about rules changes in college football, clock not stopping after first downs unless it's last two minutes of each half, incomplete pass, clock starts back upon spotting the bull, can't have back-to-back timeouts, which is irrelevant, that's fine, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to fight you there. Things of that nature. They need to do something about replay. Now, I am for replay. I don't want to go back, which they're not going to go back, to when we had no replay. That is not the way to go. But we're way down the road with this. It should be streamlined much better. The rule that I thought of, and maybe some, I'm sure other people have talked about this. I don't get to hear everybody. But. Why not have a time limit on? I don't care. Make it a minute. If you cannot adjudicate what's on film in one minute, then the play on the field stands. I think we can sit around for a minute. A minute, think about it. Play ends. A call is made. Now, has to be a call that is reviewable. Can't be pass interference, etc. But a reviewable play. And... Uh, They take a look at it. Heck, you blink, there's 20 seconds. If they can't go back to the Birmingham office where they have people whose job is to monitor this during games, if they can't get that done in a minute, then it doesn't get done. Right or wrong? I don't care if the play should have been reversed, but they didn't get it fast enough. Fine. That's life. Get over it. Why not do that? Speed it up. 
absolutely speed it up. And, yeah, would there be a day on the show? Well, well, Bill, you know, five more seconds, they would have gotten it right, Bill. Correct. Too bad. That's the rule. Game was decided, Bill, maybe that way. Okay. Games get decided on things that shouldn't happen all the time. That doesn't change anything. That would help speed some of it up. I think they said that from 21 to 22, the college game was five seconds longer. I think that's right. I think I saw that somewhere. Now, it went from something like three hours, 21 minutes to three hours, 21 minutes and six seconds or something. Don't hold me to the exact minute there. They also said that the average pro game is 155 plays. Average college game, they said, is 180. That seems a little excessive. I don't know if I believe that. 180 plays? The average now. I know a game could easily have 180 plays. Heck, if you go to overtime, and they have streamlined overtime too, with on the third series, everybody just goes for two, which I think is a good idea. You're starting to get into a dangerous territory when you're getting rep after rep. Defenses are dead by then. Your legs are basically liquid by then. Remember that Clemson-Alabama game? Clemson ran all those plays. Alabama's D-line, which was much better than the current D-line. They had nothing left. That was just a game with a lot of plays. So there have been some good ideas. NCAA doesn't have many, but there have been a few. Jeff and Ashland City, looking back on yesterday's show when J.I.B. called. What's so funny is Bill will act like he thinks Jeff of the Burrow is talking about baseball. Jeff of the Burrow says, I'm talking about basketball hoops. Then him saying Eli 10 or Eli Silver. I don't even know what he was talking about. He was mocking Eli Gold. Jeff in Ashton City, Bill should have asked him about kindergarten girls volleyball results in Milan, Tennessee. That'd have been good. That'd have been good. Jim in Ramsey, New Jersey. Bill, they can't turn into the college football version of the NFL from a rule perspective. Get rid of the kickoff for safety. That day's probably coming. I don't think that happens this year, but that day's coming. I don't really like the rule, and I've had a kid concussed returning kicks. I know what it's like. Now, luckily, it wasn't anything more. That's not good either. Being concussed isn't good, but I'm just saying, luckily, it wasn't something worse. I had that happen to him. He returned kicks from seventh grade on all the way, all the way through high school, and Took some vicious hits. In seventh grade, when he got concussed, returning a kickoff, it was a guy that weighed about 190. Now, this is seventh grade. He weighed about 135 probably then. 
<laughs> He's sitting on the bench. And a lot of players play offense and defense. It's time for the defense to go in. They called it. He just sat there. He didn't even understand what they were talking about. He, he did not compute defense. Go. I know what that's like. Had several concussions with my kids in sports. But I don't like the idea of doing away with the kickoff. But Jim is right. I do think that day's coming. That day's coming. And I'll get over it. I mean, it's not. That's It's not the end of the day. But what's next? Okay, after we eliminate kickoffs, um, is the safety not allowed to hit anybody? After a running back has been running up the field, is the safety not allowed to make a play, an aggressive play? I mean, what? what after they do eliminate, what about punts? What are they going to go after next? That's the only worry that I've got. All right, we must be way late because it just I just looked up. I had no idea. It says 8 o'clock. Are we frozen, Patton? Yeah, I've been trying to fix it. I didn't even know we were this. Oh, my gosh. All right. That's an all-time. I think that's a record for the top of the hour. That might be.